Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Hey, Bay listeners, Erica Cruz Guevara here, the new producer at The Bay, and it's just going to be you and me today because the things we talk about in this episode are actually kind of personal to me. About two years ago, I was on this flight home and I was reading this book and I was sobbing so much that I had to turn off the reading light because I didn't want the guy sitting next to me to see that I was sobbing because I was having this really crazy experience. I was seeing myself and my life as a Filipina-American reflected in a book for the very first time. Filipinos are such a huge part of life and culture in the Bay, but we rarely see ourselves in movies or shows or even in the news. I definitely remember like people in school being like, oh, isn't Philippines like Mexico, basically? Rachel Manila is a 17-year-old Filipina-American from El Cerrito High School, and she's where I was just a few years ago, yearning to see herself reflected in the media. So Rachel and I sat down to talk about finding pride in being Filipino-American in the Bay. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Welcome to the Bay. I'm a high school senior right now, and I go to El Cerrito High School. This is Rachel Manila. She's from El Sobrante in the East Bay. How old are you? I'm 17 years old. <laughs> I like how you had to like think about it for a little bit. Because <laughs> I'm like turning 18 soon, so it's like crazy to me. I don't know. It's weird to think about. That is a very life-changing age. We're talking to Rachel because it's Youth Takeover Week here at KQED. It's a week that we spend giving space to youth voices and hearing from the next generation about how they see the world and the issues that impact them. So I'm Filipina, too, actually, mm-hmm. and my parents were born um, and raised in the Philippines. Can you tell me a little bit about your ethnic background? I was born here, and my parents were both born and raised in the Philippines. I think my dad immigrated to America when he was 17, and then he met my mom in Tokyo, and then they both went back to the Philippines, got married there, and then he brought my mom to America. Wow. Do you ever think about, like, so you're 17 now, and your dad was 17 when he immigrated here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I honestly think about it a lot. My dad always tells us the story of how he moved here when he was 17. He got a job at 17. He was taking care of all of his siblings. So it's crazy for me to think about, like, oh, like, what if that was me, you know? Me taking care of my sister, even, like, where would I go to school? Like, how different would it be, I guess? You know when people ask you or look at you and they're like, what are you? How do you, like, identify? Um, I... I usually tell people that I'm Filipino-American, but I do get a lot of different guesses. Um, What do you get? Malaysian, Samoan, (laughs) uh, Mexican, Mexican Black, um, 
explosion and just all sorts of different things. Chinese at one point. Does that bother you that people like look at you and don't see you as Filipino? Yeah, because a lot of people don't know anything really about the Philippines. Like that's what bothers me is like out of every race that they like, every race, every ethnicity that they named, like Filipino was not something that was on the list. Mm. Like I definitely remember like people in school being like, oh, isn't Philippines like Mexico basically? I was like, (laughs) no, not really. (laughs) Not at all, actually. How did you feel about being Filipina as you were growing up? Um, It was definitely something that I wasn't super proud of. My cultural identity wasn't something I really thought about a lot when I was growing up. I went to a predominantly white elementary school. All my friends were white. Like, my entire Girl Scout troop was very white. So I just didn't really think about my identity a lot as a Filipino. But I could tell that I was, like, different from my friends. Like, my parents pronounced things differently, which meant I pronounced things differently. Even though I didn't have an accent, like, I'd still get made fun of for, like, saying words wrong or mm. even, like, bringing food to school that wasn't, like, like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I guess. Totally. Like, what would you bring? Uh, my mom would make adobo for lunch sometimes mm. and, like... Very smelly. Yeah, just a lot of... A lot of different, like, meats. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nilaga was a big Mm. one um, that I would bring to school, and people would be like, oh, like, what is that? Like, Mm. and they're just eating, like, their mac and cheese or something. And I was like, okay. My friends and I would play, we would sort of act out High School Musical at lunch, because, like, I don't don't know, during recess or something, because that's the kind of thing they like to do. I never really grew up watching that stuff. And so they were like, oh, like, you should be Taylor, like the black girl. And I was like, I, I guess. Oh, hey, Chad. They have tuna surprise on the menu. It's good. Really good. And it was it was only because we both had dark skin. That made me feel just kind of like, oh, like, I guess my identity as a Filipino, like, doesn't really exist to them. Mm. Once I actually watched high school musical like a few years ago and i looked up all the actors and stuff i just looked up the movie in general and i found out that the main character that plays like gabriella is filipino (laughs) so i was like why am i (laughs) why couldn't i be gabriella (laughs) exactly (laughs) shouldn't this second equation read 16 over pi 16 over pi that's quite impossible i stand corrected you know i'm thinking about like me and how I I grew up never really seeing myself, never seeing Filipinos sort of reflected in any of the media that I consumed. It wasn't until maybe like a year ago that I read a book about being Filipino American mm-hmm. and had that moment where I was like, oh my God, this is how it feels to like see myself reflected in media. And it was this crazy feeling that I've like never felt before. I'm curious to know, like, how your feelings about being Filipina as you were growing up, how that was shaped by the fact that you never saw Filipinos reflected in um, movies or in TV shows or in, like, books. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't see anything, like, any Filipinos ever. Like, there's not one TV show, not one movie, not one book that had, like, a Filipino, like, playing a Filipino, you know? Something my parents were really excited about was when we found out Bruno Mars was half Filipino, I think. Like, they were so excited about that. I was too, but 
still like I don't know, just even like movies and like, like especially Disney movies. Looking back, like there wasn't really a Disney character who I really identified with. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was Mulan, and everyone was like, "Oh, you look like Mulan." I will never pass for a perfect bride. But like she doesn't come from where I come from, so I really liked Toy Story because I was like, "Oh, I'll just identify with this toy, I guess." <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> oh, I'm a lost toy. I also really like Mulan, but I think my favorite growing up was Princess Jasmine. I actually really liked when Jasmine was, it was when she first left the palace and she's going through like the streets and like going to all these like vendors. Try this, your taste buds will dance and sing. Because that reminded me a lot of the Philippines, um, like all the street vendors. And I really just admired like her sense of adventure and just her like want to explore and like be free and just kind of be more independent, I guess. I think she was the one I looked, I felt like I sort of looked like. You or identified sort of with the most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, like she, I think she's Arab. And so that's, yeah, not the Philippines. I love that you were like a brown sleeping beauty, though. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty great. I didn't really know much about my culture. And it wasn't until, I guess, recently that I started thinking more about what is my culture? Like, what is the Philippines? And I don't know, just like learning more about the culture. My high school is very diverse. Um, Like it's one of the things we're actually known for. And so I'd see all these different people at my school. We have a really big Tibetan community. And so they have like club and stuff. They all like hang out and all their families know each other. And I was like, wow, that's like really cool. Mm -hmm. And I think I joined a Filipino student union freshman year. It was a really, really (laughs) small club. But just being in it made me want to, like, learn more about, like, my language. We were going over basic phrases of Tagalog, and I was like, I don't even know half of these. Um, Like, I know some, like, I can understand um, when my parents are talking. But but you respond in English. Yeah, but I can't really, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I've never been able to speak Tagalog, other than, like, a few phrases. Also, another thing that helped was when... There was an increase in Asian representation this year, or last year, I guess, with Crazy Rich Asians. These people aren't just rich, they're crazy rich. And to all the boys I've ever loved before. My letters are my most secret possessions. And mm-hmm. searching the new John Cho movie. I'm calling to report a missing person. Okay, who is this? And so that was really cool to me. But still, it was like Eastern Asian, you know? Totally. Which is, which is fine. Like, it's like a, still like a really big step. Like, it's like we're we're heading in the right direction but we're like not quite quite there there yet yet. yeah so you have like yet to see yourself truly or to feel like you've like truly seen yourself in like any kind of media Mm -hmm. Mm. and it was always like crazy to me that there wasn't more Filipino representation because there's a lot of really talented Filipinos like Mm -hmm. I know so many Filipinos that can sing like so well (laughs) and like that karaoke man yeah like performing arts is just a really big thing in the philippines like singing Mm -hmm. dancing acting like they love that stuff if you could create sort of a filipino in the media um would you start with a filipino princess yeah i think so because i feel like princesses are kind of a symbol of hope i just feel like princesses are 
something that can be iconic for all sorts of people. Mm. Something that people can aspire to. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Do you have like a Filipino like princess in your life who's like maybe not a Disney princess, but like someone who's Filipino that you just like, that is a woman who you look up to? I think my grandma, um, she, yeah, she's pretty cool. Um, I always looked up to her growing up um, because she, I think she came to America like a, not not too young, but uh, she came here to get her master's degree from UC Berkeley. Mm. And that story to me was just like so inspiring growing up. Like I was like, I want to be just like her. I want to like, yeah, I want to like go to UC Berkeley. I want to go to college and like, my grandma has like a library named after her somewhere. Like oh she's gosh. just done, she's done a lot of work. She's traveled the world. Like she's she worked in Africa for a while. Like she's just, um, and she was a single mom too for a while. Um, she just has like a lot of strength and like determination, and um, she just works really hard. And I guess I just always looked up to her for that. Mm. So. Thank you so much, Rachel, for coming. I really appreciate it. It was so much fun talking to you. Yeah, thank you. I had a really good time. Yay! Growing up, I did see Filipinos. There was a Filipino grocery store in the town I grew up in. I had Filipino neighbors and classmates. But I didn't see us on the big screen or even in the newspapers. And that's not because Filipino Americans and our stories aren't worth telling or because there isn't an audience for that. It's because there are gatekeepers who've ignored the stories of people of color. That's one of the main reasons why I got into journalism. It's why I'm at the Bay, where we're taking hold of those keys and unlocking the gate to hear these perspectives. So we'll keep doing that. Thanks again to Rachel Manila from El Cerrito High School. You can hear a lot more of these voices as part of Youth Takeover Week. Go to kqed.org. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.